The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 27th of August, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy. And as usual, I got a great show lined up for you. Yes, indeed. I know I had to take a little time off. I'm, I often say that a lot. There's a lot going on. To, uh, so, uh, yeah, that's why last week I couldn't have a show because there's, yeah, ton of stuff going on. But, uh, you know... I got a show for you this week, and I got a damn good one, too. Yes, in just a little bit, uh, you're going to hear me talking with the band members of Titans in Time. They're actually uh, out of uh, Ohio and not too far from where Outlaw Radio was originated. Yes, indeed. In the second hour, I am speaking with fellow Idahoan, Lee Rice. Yes, indeed. In the third hour, I'm with the icon, Stephen James, as uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming season of Cobra Kai that we're both very excited about. But before I get to all that, I want to cue uh, the latest single from Titans in Time. This is called Prey. And I'll be back with Titans in Time right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. From a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out. It's Outlaw Radio. Cause I love the way you
slowly Got nothing more to give Red dress, vodka tonic Cause she be fucking with the Prada So do I Hey there, Thrill Seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all-natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be an herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there worth more than you. And I'm not talking about money. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Any zoo is a petting zoo if you're not afraid. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, please have a seat as we review your HOFAX. Freedom of speech is the most important civil liberty in a democratic society. It's our biggest weapon against fear and conformity and protects us from living under a communist government. It's important for individuals and social growth and it protects us from censorship and corruption. Don't be silenced. Express your freedom of speech. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, McCormick Foundation, and this station. 
Celebrating 20 years in business, GunBroker.com is the world's largest online marketplace to buy and sell firearms, ammunition, and accessories. With over 1 million auctions daily, you can expect to find a limitless number of top brand names on GunBroker.com. Sellers, you can reach nearly 5 million registered users on GunBroker.com. And buyers, you can buy with confidence knowing GunBroker.com respects your privacy and is the only online marketplace offering buyer's protection. Buy or sell your next firearm on GunBroker.com today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Prey, which is a brand new single from Titans in Time. And uh, I want to welcome three of the band members of Titans in Time to the show. Um, So with that said, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Matt. I uh, play drums in Titans in Time. Hey, I'm Zach. I play guitar in Titans in Time. Hey, uh, Joshua. I'm the bassist. All right. Hey, thank you guys for uh, joining the show. And uh, my first question, uh, whoever wants to answer it can go for it, is uh, it, it basically, well, why don't you uh, tell the listeners a bit about Titans in Time? I mean, the, the name alone it is uh, rather catchy, but uh, why don't you uh, go go ahead and tell uh, the listeners about yourselves, about the band, how long you guys have been around, things like that. Sure, Matt, yeah. So I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So um, I'm one of the founding members of the band, um, myself and our singer Vince, who couldn't be here today. But yeah, so we've been around for you know a good amount of years. We'll leave it at that, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, so we're an original hard rock band out of Cleveland, and, uh, you know, I guess through our history as a whole, you know, we've always just been about tr- trying to put out some good, whole- wholesome rock and roll music, and, uh, yeah, I know uh, Josh and Joshua and Zach are newer guys to the band, uh, last couple of years here, so, uh, you know, we definitely had a more traditional hard rock sound when we first started out as a band, and, you know, once we got these guys on board, we kind of sat down and kind of took it back to the playbook, and to come up with some new music and as of today you know put out one of our uh one of our favorite songs the date right absolutely absolutely now uh one thing i got to tell you guys is uh when i first started this show outlaw radio back in 2015 i was actually living out in uh ashtabula county so i'm i'm a little yeah, yeah so i'm a little familiar with the area you live in of course 
I got to say, I do not miss the weather out there. In fact, the, the day I left, uh, there was a really bad snowstorm, and it was tough getting out of here, or out of there, excuse oh, me. Geez. You know, but uh, what I do miss about uh, Northeast Ohio, or the state of Ohio in general, and the Midwest area is the local music scene. It's just so rich. I mean, we got out here in Idaho, we got uh, some pretty good local music. You know, and there's there's local music uh, everywhere, but there's something about the Midwest, I'd say, going from Iowa all the way out to Western PA about the local music scene. It's, you know, it it's awesome. It, it, it's probably the best in the country right there in that Midwestern area. What In, in your opinion, why do you think it is that uh, the local music scene is so rich out there? Well, I mean, I could probably take this one, you know, really... Like you said, the Midwest, there's really not too much to do around here. So unless you're like, you know, a football player, um, your choices of, you know, activities to do are pretty limited. So, but especially like coming from our area, I mean, in Cleveland, we're, you know, we've got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 20 minutes from where we live. So I think it's kind of something that's ingrained in you as you're growing up. And it's just one of those things that, you know, music is always going to be there and for us it's you know we don't really have a choice in the matter i think it's one of those things that you're just born with well when the winter time comes out there too and you get snowed in what better to do right that's 100 percent right go to a rock <laughs> and roll show <laughs> practice <laughs> practice grab your guitar do do whatever you know yeah i i remember uh you know it's been six years since i moved from out of that area but uh Damn, the, the snowstorms out there, especially the ones coming off of Lake Erie. <laughs> oh, man. I, like I told snowbelt. Yeah. I told you I don't miss it. <laughs> at <laughs> least. At I don't think many people do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here in Idaho, we get cold enough, but uh, that snow coming in off the lake is just something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's brutal. No doubt about that. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, I was uh, listening to some of your music I, uh, as, uh, before we started this conversation. Obviously, Praise, the brand new single. And then, uh, oh, I, was, I think the song that I was listening to uh, before I called you guys was called Work For It. <laughs> and, uh, uh, God, some, some of that stuff is so catchy, too. It's like uh, Pray and Work For It are so similar. It's, I don't know what kind of coincidence it, it coincidence it is that uh, you know I listen to them back to back. You know, as uh, one song says, "I'm not going to be your prey," another song says, "You're going to kill me. You're going to have to work for it." And I'm like, "Damn!" <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so where would you what would you say was the motivation behind those songs? Well, we do like to write ambiguously, so while there are certain undertones to what the, you know, lyrics are about, we try to leave it open-ended to where the listener can relate to that in their own terms. So, um, as much as I'd like to say this is something about that, it's moreover, you know, what does the listener ultimately get out of the lyrics that are presented to them? And those were actually the most, the two most recent songs we just released. Prey obviously came out today, 
and then Work For It was the last single that we re- released prior to that. You know, your your answer there was very, very interesting because I, I remember um, I was watching that from 1985 when uh, uh, D. Snyder appeared in court uh, right right before Al Gore and uh, and, and and a bunch of politicians and uh, D. Snyder just put it uh, plainly said, you know, uh, mu- music just leaves it uh, to one's ima- imagination. I mean, that's honestly the best way to write because that's casting the widest net for your audience. So once they hear the song, it can mean something completely different to another listener than it does to that listener. So if you're kind of pigeonholing yourself and writing in such direct terms as far as lyrics go, I think it leaves a lot, you know, it doesn't leave too much for the imagination when you do that. Whereas if you keep it kind of open-ended and ambiguous, then, you know, like you said, let the mind do the rest of the work for you. Well, see, it was, uh, oh, I'd have to say about 10 months ago, I interviewed a, a gentleman down in Florida, uh, and uh, he came out with this song called uh, Monsters Walk Among Us, and and the, the video, he was just, uh, he just kind of wanted to goof around a little bit, and basically it shows a serial killer running for president and winning. <laughs> And to me, I'm th- to, to me, you know, because I really do get into a lot of political issues and things like that. I'm thinking, wow, you know, look, I mean, I don't care if it's left or right, you know, uh, especially in government. We got want, mo- uh, monsters walking among us. And he didn't intend that to, at all. It's just that uh, for, hi- for him to, as a serial killer running for president was just nothing more than a joke. But for me, I kind of took it as a more serious message. And he, and he said that, uh, you, you know, you just let the music uh, guide your imagination and that's where it ends up. Yeah, that's 100% right. Yes. That's the beauty of music. Yes, yes, indeed. And it gets you away from all the bad shit too, huh? <laughs> sure as hell does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Now, uh, like... Like I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, me, who had uh, previously lived for a short period of time in uh, Northeast Ohio, and I getting to know uh, who was out there, I got to ask, who are some of the local bands you have had the uh, best opportunity to work with, and uh, uh, who would you say, now since I've been gone six years, uh, who should we uh, be keeping our eyes out for coming out of that area? Zach, what do you think, my man? I got a few bands that I can rattle off for you. Go ahead. Uh, so, and, and these guys are also close friends of ours. And um, they, so uh, the first two bands I'm going to say are A Sense of Purpose and a band called Between Home and Serenity. Those are two bands that we are really good friends with and that just, as far as like, Cleveland local scene, they're just, they just bring it to every show. They're, you know, their tracks are amazing. Their songs are incredible. Their, you know, their attitudes towards music are just, you know, incredible. They're, and they're really nice dudes. And it's always a pleasure to just go to a show to see either one of them because, you know, it's like just hanging out with old friends. Yeah, I was, I was going to see if you're going to, going to drop one that I might recognize, but you didn't too. 
Uh, yes, I, I actually got some friends of mine uh, who are actually making a comeback out of uh, Geneva. They're called Psychosis, if you've uh, heard of them. Yeah, so, you know, maybe one of the older or uh, longer members in this band, I should say. Uh, no, we actually, I'm trying to think, goodness gracious. So we would have played with Psychosis. Um, if you remember the venue of the Outpost at Kent, we used to play, actually we played a handful of shows with them probably back in 2015 or so, 2014, 2015. <laughs> right about the time I, uh, I was living out there, mind you. You know what? It's very possible we could have seen each other the exact same show and had no idea. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking the same thing. I, I'm one. I'm thinking, uh, did my did my path cross with these guys at some point in time? That'd be incredible. It's funny how it comes full circle like that. Yes, yes, indeed. In fact, I, w- I was telling Shauna that uh, when I saw the area co- your area code, and I'm like, wow, I, I'm going to have a little bit to discuss with these guys. <laughs> Fantastic. So have you had the opportunity to venture out of Ohio and uh, go, go uh, tour a little bit or even come out west by any chance? Yeah, so like for the for the history of Titans, you know, we, we certainly you know, had our, our stints where we were on the road uh, you know, more often. I'd say as far as our band goes, we've been as far east as Philadelphia, as far south as Dallas, and far furthest west I think we've been was we actually would have been in Denver at the Moon Room over there, right by uh, oh my goodness the Rocky Stadium. I should have seen about uh, booking Red Rock if you could. <laughs> if you're oh gonna... my goodness, that'd be unreal. That'd be a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, that that's like an epic venue. I've never been there, but I've I heard people talk about it, and then of course I did my Google search and all that, and I'm like, wow, look at that place! I no wonder people want to play there. Been to one show there, and it, I mean, it truly is unbelievable. Um, you know the way they've constructed that into literally the side of a mountain. Again, when you and the cool thing is from the viewer perspective, when you're looking down. At the stage, you know, you can actually look across and uh, over top of the stage and you just see, uh, I think it's in Colorado Springs technically, but you can actually see Denver and the whole skyline like throughout the uh, prairie and plains over there. It's a beautiful sight. Yes, yes. Well, uh, should you ever happen to book Boise or even uh, Salt Lake City, you have to know Salt Lake City is only about uh, two and a half hours from me, so you'd have to let me know if you ever uh, booked this area. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, I have to ask you, who would you say are some of uh, your main influences uh, as a musician? Oh, that's, that's a fun question because I think we all have somewhat diverse answers. So Zach or Josh, if you want to take it away, go for it. Well, I mean, I'm probably... Uh, I'm obviously one of the oldest guys in the band, and so my tastes are going to be wildly different than everyone else. But uh, as far as, like, musical influences, um, you know, I grew up listening to my dad drive around, you know, and he would have the Beach Boys on. So I didn't really know at the time how, you know, musically complex songs that we're hearing was. But then once I actually, you know, started to learn how to play, I kind of, 
I started to play with like punk rock. So, you know, like some of my first influences was probably like Blink-182 because it was just so easy to pick up a guitar and be able to learn how to play a song. But then as I grew more into that, I mean, the Beach Boys obviously were a huge influence on me. And then I think Sting is probably the, well, the police, but Sting in particular is probably as a bassist, one of my biggest influences. Yeah. So you go a bit old school. I definitely, you know, as far as influences, yeah, I think that was the foundation. I mean, I'm all over the place when it comes to music, though. Like, you know, one day I'll listen to Frankie Valley, and the next day I'm listening to Strapping Young Lad. So <laughs> I'm completely all over the place. Well, I think as an artist, it's important to have an open mind and, uh, you know, ex- explore all genres. You know, as as for me... I can't give you a clear-cut favorite. I obviously love hard rock and metal, but I, I it grew up part of my life in California where uh, rap was a big thing, you know. And then uh, my family was into country, so I, I like it all. It's I, I think it's good to have a, have an open mind like that and enjoy all all genres. Oh, most definitely. I mean, it keeps you diverse. You know what I mean, and it, and it keeps you creative. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Oh, God. So I think uh, somebody else wanted to answer my previous question. I'll let them go. Yeah, so I know uh, I know for me, some of my influences, I know mine are probably a little bit more refined, but, um, you know, as you mentioned, I've, I've always been a fan of hard rock and metal myself also. So, I mean, I think for me, when I started playing drums and started, uh, you know, wanting to be in a band and really dive, you know, headfirst into it, I was definitely a fan of, like, 2000s hard rock bands like Chevelle, Breaking Benjamin, and then, you know, for me getting into the heavier side, like I was a huge fan of Slipknot, and as a drummer listening to Joey Jordison, I was just like, wow, this dude's just a different breed. Like the speed, the technique, the articulation, everything he has as a drummer, I was like, yep, this is what I want to learn how to play. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. I I have to ask you as a drummer. Uh, do you look at uh, the old greats uh, like uh, John Bonham or Keith Moon? Take any influence from them? John Bonham, I love because he's so like with his poly. Like, he's, I mean, he's the pioneer of polyrhythms, which is so cool. I mean, he was doing, you know, even like a song like Cashmere or something like that. It's like, man, this dude is creating like these. It's funny; it doesn't sound complex, but like in a way, like it's such a unique facet that of what he was doing was so different for the times that he was playing in. And it's also still super influential to music today. Yes, yes, indeed. And he's the only person I've ever seen play a drum set with his bare hands like they were congas. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of a kind. Yes, yes. So I got to ask you guys, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer that uh, we, we know how how bad the last uh, year and a half has absolutely sucked, especially for the uh, entertainment industry. People forced to uh, take time off. There are no gigs booked. Uh, COVID's happening. Uh, but during that time, during COVID, what would you say are the positives that uh, you took from that? Um, I would say the, the positives were we were really able, because so Josh and I joined in, you know, basically 2019. Mm-hmm. I think I was like a year before Josh. So Josh had joined the band like three months before the the total lockdown. 
So we had, or maybe it was like, five, you know, it was end of 2019 and we put, played like two shows together and then everything went out the window. Um, and I think over that time, we, we were able to focus on, um, on the, the sound, this kind of new sound that we wanted to have um, that was, you know, rooted in the, arc, the hard rock um, area, but it brought in Josh and I's influences into the, into the, the new music, and we were able to kind of craft a sound that was a, a really good blend of, of everything, and, you know, as a, a byproduct of that, we we were able to create a, a a sound in which Vince, our singer, was able to really excel and kind of sing the way he really wants to sing. And it kind of gave this like boost of confidence to everybody because we're all playing these songs that we, at the core, we love because we all feel like we kind of had a say and we got to put our, our spin on it. And so it, without, you know, without uh, the pandemic and, and the, the isolation and being able to isolate yourself musically like that, I don't know if we would have actually got to the end result that you, you can hear now with like Prey and Work For It and Frozen. Um, I think we would still be close, but that, that time really let us focus on it and dial it in. Yeah, yeah, that... Uh... Like, like I say, you know, you take a bad situation right there and uh, if you make the best out of it, it's really not all that bad. And uh, I remember I, I remember I was scared to death that I might catch COVID. And when I finally caught COVID, it, it really, uh, I've been, I'd just say I've been sicker than that before. So it wasn't any big deal. But I can't, I can't really take that for granted because I know some people haven't been as lucky as I was either. But... Yeah, 2020 was a very interesting year for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely it was a curveball that no one was expecting and no one truly like understood what to do with it. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh as far as touring and gigs, uh do you have uh do you have anything coming up uh that uh people need to keep their eyes open for? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny you mentioned it. Actually, a show just got announced today, um, and actually some of the bands that Zach had mentioned, some of our good friends were actually will be uh, pairing up with them. We're playing a show um, October 7th uh, here in Akron at a place, venue called Musica. Really cool venue. Um, and I, we're also playing with another band on that bill called Featherweight. But uh, great, you know, all great guys, great musicians. So we're super stoked for that one. And then we're actually playing another show uh towards the end of October, October 21st, with our friends in between Home and Serenity. And, uh, yeah, just kind of getting more shows booked up for ourselves and staying busy and pushing these new songs. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, this is something my former co-host uh, used to ask, and I, I, I like to keep that alive for him, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and tease your brain a little bit. Let's say, uh, you know, you you guys have just hit platinum and uh, you got a single that's, uh, you know, it's gold, basically. 
And uh, you're you're getting booked for a, a big a big tour. You're going uh, coast to coast. You might even uh, travel globally a little bit. You have three opening slots of uh, bands or musicians you'd like to have open for you. Who do you pick? And it could be anybody, past or present. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good question. All right, we got three people here, so we should probably all pick one. Go ahead, I'm Don Broco. I'm gonna say Don Broco. Right off the rip. Love those guys. Yep. Sorry, guys. I took that was an easy. Uh, that was cherry picking right there. But that's a band I think for us as a group. That's a band that we've all become really familiar with and really love their sound. I guess since you took my answer, <laughs> that's why I jumped at it first. Uh, I think I would probably have to go maybe with Rain City Drive. Ooh. Good choice. Um, this this might surprise the guys in the band that I'm going to say this, but um, <laughs> you don't. Uh, oh, I would pick Stray from the Path. Interesting choice. I because, love to hear that, though. Because I think with the my my original answer when you first asked the question was Steel Panther. But, <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I know. And, uh, but in reality, I think once with what you guys said, straight from the past, would be really sick, <laughs> like big sick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Angry music. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You guys enjoy Steel Panther, do you? <laughs> I do. Can't speak for everybody else. <laughs> well, I got, I just got one other suggestion too. If you like Steel Panther. And even if you don't like country music, just uh, look up a gentleman, a gentleman named Scuzz Twitley. Hmm. Uh, let's say he's he's more or less the Steel Panther of country music. Very nice. <laughs> oh man, he, uh, the songs he he came out with, I'm like, especially uh, with the, uh, you know, this PC uh, culture we live in, where people get offended so easily. Uh, yeah, his, his songs will definitely uh, trigger some people. <laughs> oh my well, goodness. that's what's really cool about that Falling in Reverse song, you know, Zombify. I mean, I know they're kind of touching on that same topic, and it's, it's interesting to see that in the mainstream um, platform. <laughs> yeah, or uh, uh, the what Kid Rock just did. I was like, wow, he, he really released that saying all that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I actually I heard that song, too, and I was like, wow, bold move. <laughs> Very bold move. Very bold move. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm personally, you know, anybody that listens to this show knows that uh, I'm not down with the woke movement or or the politically correct that, uh, at times, too. You, you do have to be kind of careful with some of the things you say, or else you're probably going to get sued anymore. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. It's... <laughs> So I got one more question for you guys, and then uh, we'll wrap it up here. Let's say a group of kids ages 15 to early 20s, they approach you. They tell you they want to start a band and get into the music business. What advice do you think you'd give them? Go to law school. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing I'd say is, you know, if someone is, like, truly passionate about it and you want to do it, I mean, it's 
you know, it's the way I look at it is if you're, you're trying to like make it, I guess it all depends on what you're looking to do. You know, if you're looking to have fun, you know, of course, just go out there and, and have fun and have a great time. You know, if you're looking to do it uh, professionally and you're trying to make a career out of it or you're trying to, you know, as we all like to say, trying to make it, you know, it's, it's no different than trying to be a professional athlete or, you know, something else. It's one of those things that's, you know, easier said than done. Um, it's certainly, there's a lot of risks that are involved, but, you know, if, if you have the drive and you want to do it, then, you know, go 110% and just play as many shows as humanly possible. Play all the time. There you go. Good answer. <laughs> well, hey, I want to thank you guys very much for joining the show. I'm going to hit a music set here coming up. I'm going to play uh, three more of your songs in it. But uh, before I get to that, I want to go ahead and uh, give you a chance to uh, plug yourselves. you got social media, you know, um, got a website, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty much Titans in time across the board. You know, any social media platform, the handle should be Titans in time on every single one of them. So Spotify, you know, Titans in time. Um, I don't know if we're on Reverb Nation, to be honest with you, but... We actually uh, are, surprisingly. Well, it shows how much we use that, then. Yeah. We're on <laughs> Reverb Nation, baby. But yeah, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter... TikTok, all of it is all at Titans in Time. <laughs> Google search Titans in Time, you will find us. Yeah, the website is titansintime.com. No, oh, can't uh, can't can't go wrong with a name like that. Very original. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Absolutely. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much uh, for your time, and uh, want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And should I ever make it back out that way i know i'm going to go to new hampshire probably uh next summer but uh, should i ever make it back out out that way northeast ohio i'll have to let you know absolutely <laughs> looking forward to it absolutely well guys hey thank thank you so much for your time and uh, best of luck to you thank you you bet thank you thank you so much for talking to us today absolutely and there you have the interview with the band members of Titans in Time. Yes, indeed. Going to the first music set where I have three more songs by Titans in Time. Plus, I have a new single from Lainey Wilson. And also, I'm going to play one of my favorites from Chino XL. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? If you want me dead, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it work for
Space. wife in the full mount with an unsanctioned opponent? Has your better half gone up three weight classes? Randy Couture, divorce attorney. Have you taken enough of a beating? Are you ready to tap out of your marriage? Then you need me, Randy Couture, divorce attorney. He's right on the case. He'll punch your ex in the face, yeah. I'll save you every dime, even if I have to choke somebody to do it. Keep your house, he'll help get rid of your spouse. Return clients, be sure to ask about our customer loyalty discount. Randy Couture, Divorce Attorney. Watermelon moonshine 
shot We cut the bar with a little line Parking back and then we cut two fines I was his and every bit of that boy was mine Too young to know what love was But we were learning on the sweet bus There's never nothing like the first time And mine's always gonna taste like Watermelon moonshine
I almost sold my soul Underneath the bridge like a grumpy old troll Hands pulling me below inside a gray powdered snow For them cylindrical capsules I let my last dollar go My emotions volatile on this potion I'm irresponsible Found my love taking it in vain These are the pain from a while ago Trying to turn my mind new However minute My childhood was cruel But liquid in the spoons Making my past tolerable as I drive on the street like she's my only companion Hurting without her, I'll certainly be deceased hanging yeah. A beast with fangs and a leash anger That's only calm by the warm needle When it's pushed perfectly through my dirty feeble epidermis on my arm Gone, fetal and numb Like a flower that's slumbering eternally in this fine tune Actually woke up to nurses inside of a white Roman bomb But I'm still in love with Miss Heron Still glad that I put her on At least I She left me and it tore me apart, my dog. You could hear the scar tissue shatter inside of my heart. The same mist that saved me from the abyss in the dark. Became my muse and assisted me with my twisted heart. Her thorn sharp. I'm the rose petal that fell from its pedestal. Unbearable God witnesses. The frozen princesses couldn't let it go. The interruption of a king. My slim heroine's grin. Told me that I had even more to lose than everything. She kills suffering. She's too good to be true. They want to take my interest from syringes, but I'm stick with you. Without warning. 
and taste of poison I felt your toxins underneath my skin This was never love, from the start it was lust You stole my heart, spill my guts But you never wanna listen So damn cold, got my heart broke, frozen Take, take, take like a drug, you're so toxic Just like a poison, I need you to listen no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at hunterathletic.myshopify.com gear up and let's train 
What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, 
You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Frozen from Titans in Time. Before that, Chino XL with Ramaduke and Under the Bridge. Not necessarily a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover, just kind of their own twist on the song with using the same chorus. Before that, Titans in Time with Ghost. Before that, Lainey Wilson with a new single, Watermelon Moonshine. Actually, that sounds pretty good. And starting off the whole set, Titans in Time with Work For It. All right, in just a little bit, you're going to hear the conversation that I had with Lee Rice, fellow Idahoan. Before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Jeremy Pauly out of Pennsylvania. Uh, This is rather disturbing. Wow. Buying and selling human body parts online. Yeah, charged with buying human organs from women in Arkansas for resale, according to, oh man, the uh, police there. Good Lord. What the hell? And for what purpose? That's really fucking disturbing. Good Lord. All right. Well, I don't even want to go any further on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get to the conversation with Lee Rice. Here is Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go, and by what route, and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I want to welcome fellow Idahoan Lee Rice II. I think that's correct. Anyway, Lee, how are you doing? <laughs> Great. How are you? Thank you um, for inviting me to, to be here with you. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, I've actually had you on my Facebook for some time. We haven't really chatted much, but, uh, you know, I I, I knew that uh, some of our political views uh, were uh, pretty much, I mean, I'm sure not everything. We're, we're not going to agree on everything, of course, because everybody's different, but uh, we have a lot of the same ideology. And uh, little did I know, uh, it was 2016, uh, you had uh you ran for senate there in the boise area correct yeah i actually was out in canyon county you know because i moved oh, out of ada county i was um domiciled out in canyon county and uh yeah so I, it was during a time when there was like see raul ran 
Um, Lawrence Denny is the only one that got in out of all the people that ran, you know. Um, even, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? He, he, he actually ended up running for senator instead of um, the governor. And, uh, anyway, there was like 16 vacancies, and one of the uh, vacancies um, was for a Senate seat in District 12, and it was against an attorney. And so all my friends were coming to me and say, hey, Rice, come on, you got to do this, man. You got to jump in there. We need somebody to run against this guy. And his name was Todd Lakey, right? And so he's as rhino as you can get. So anyway, I thought, all right, I'll do this. And they were like, because, you know, this dude, you know, he's an attorney and you're not. And, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a person of color and he's not. It's like, you know, let's, let's do this. And so I thought, okay, let's check it out. So I did. Um, you know, I signed up. And didn't have any money to really do this, but, you know, we put together a bit of a campaign. You know, what's really interesting, though, Billy, is I had these signs. The signs I had done were like these small, probably the smallest signs you could probably get, you know, and work to be seen. And I had my name. I did it very basic, right? That's like uh, Senator or running for Senate, I think it was. I just had my name and I had it spelled with a capital L, small e, e, capital R, you know, then R-I-C-E, lowercase. So it was Lee Rice for Senate. <laughs> and we put them everywhere up on overpasses and everything and where these huge signs were at. This, these little signs stuck out like crazy. You know, what I've noticed that this last campaign season, I see a few more people are actually doing that now and writing their names properly instead of all in big, bold letters, you know, capital letters. Because that does mean something, but yeah. you, know, you, can't, you can't tell people that aren't aware of that think you're just some sort of crazy person you know my yeah my buddy out there in uh, caldwell who uh, just just ran for uh, state legislature um, unfortunately lost in the primary i i actually talked to a friend of mine who uh one of my uh a good friend of mine out in south africa actually who does a lot of graphic designing and all that and he it was his first time running in politics and i said well Politics is similar to entertainment. You got to market yourself. You got to be seen. So first thing we we need to start with a, we need to start with a logo that's gonna be, that's gonna nab somebody's attention. Sure. And uh, yeah, so you know he's got a, he's got a great big beard like me. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we made a logo with the you know state of Idaho with a with a beard on it. The beard. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, John. Dingledine that's in the band, he's got he's got this amazing beard too. He actually ties us up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, obviously, though, um, you know we're we're looking at the the way the country is shifting, and um, you know whether we're talking about issues such as political correctness to start with. You know, political correctness is a small gateway to communism, if you ask me. My, yeah, my yeah I, I agree. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, I mean, I was taught a long time ago, you know, and me only, I don't, I don't know how much younger I am than you, but uh, still, I, I'm no spring chicken. Uh, yeah. I'm, you're I'm, certainly younger than I am, I believe. But <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm, I'll be 48 this year. So, ah, yes. Yeah. 48, you say? Yeah. Yeah, I got a little over twenty on you there, like sixty-nine for me. But hey, you know what though? We're, we're you and I are still from that hey, 
old frame of mind. That's right. You know, you know, everybody's going to get their feelings hurt. You know, it's part of life. You got to deal with it. Cross that bridge when you get to it. Shed some tears. Get over it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really yeah. I mean, you know? the First Amendment is is <laughs> is not you know anymore. They they say freedom of speech for me, but not for thee because you can't behave yourself. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, and that's what's so crazy. You know, most people just don't don't get it. You know. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, when I went to go see Ammon Bundy, who obviously uh, we uh, we're both uh, mutual supporters of him, we we both know that. You know, mm-hmm. I I liked what he had to say uh, in his speech. Uh, don't think just because you're in red conservative Idaho that you're safe, because I'm watching this this state gradually turn blue. Like like uh, you know, I I lived in California when I was fourteen. I okay. Was, I was there for the last election that I could not vote in that that be George H W Bush against Michael Dukakis. Back then, huh. yeah, I was living in California and people were laughing at Michael Dukakis. Uh, and that, oh. you know because of how when he said, you know, he wouldn't seek the death penalty if his wife was uh, brutally raped and murdered. Uh now you know he'd win California hand over fist. We know we all know that. Right. Yeah, you know, oh. but, but uh, I was there in California when I start. <coughs> California was a red state, and I started to see it gradually change. Now I'm I'm starting to uh, the signs are. <coughs> I have I have been there. You know, I've seen it change. Calif the ch- start of the change of California, and I'm seeing some of the same stuff happening here in Idaho. And then I also in 2020, I had a debate with a guy who claims to be a progressive liberal who's lived in Boise his whole life, but he (coughs) he's encouraging people to, you know, more people from California, Oregon, Washington, whatever, move to Idaho. So get in the Boise area because all all that's going to take is the Boise area, Boise, Meridian, Napa, Caldwell. All it's going to take is that area to turn the entire state. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Then that's what they've been gearing up for. At least that's what I'm seeing. I don't really get into Boise much, but when I do, I just, I mean, the change, I like the changes. I mean, it's like the, you know, it's more of a nice city feel, but it's starting to get to a point where I think um, those that are coming in have ulterior motives, you know, and uh, we're beginning to see that, you know, especially when a large percentage of, of um, the state or night in Boise in particular, you know, when, what's her name, the, the governor, the mayor there, you know, oh. with the mask mandate, same with Little, you know, all those guys. And you notice how many people just immediately, you know, they just jump right all over that. And just, you know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, they just follow, you know, just take well, the whole thing, go flying and sinker. Well, my opinion on the mayor, it's, uh, somebody already told me this doesn't sound very Idahoan of me. But uh, <laughs> the, mayor, the mayor of Boise is from Boston. And, you know, all... All of her degrees and all that came came from elsewhere. She's coming into a red area to change the way things are. That's, right. And as far as I'm concerned, she needs to get the hell out. I do not like her, you know, because she, she not only does she want to, she's a communist, basically. I'd be, I'll give Brad Little that kind of credit. <laughs> is that he, you know, he at least he's not a communist. She is. And she, well, he, you. Well, we we think, well, we say that he's not, but I'm thinking that 
you know, because he's in, he's he's in bed with these guys, you know. So um, just by his actions, and um, I don't think that uh, you know that uh, uh, the mayor denied Ammon from having his rally there. Oh yeah, I I, I heard something about you heard that. that. Yeah, so now he's going to be out here in in Nampa, you know. So. At least the mayor out here has quite, you know, she's, she's got some common sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I really like, that's why I'm out here in Canyon County. And, you know, when I ran, I got 30% of the vote. So I know I scared a lot of people. You know, most, they were asking me when they found out that I was running, just to try to put me off. They were saying, well, aren't you worried they're going to talk about your past? And it's like, you know, I welcome that, you know, because that, that past actually brings out a lot of truth. <laughs> and exposes some people. So they completely stay completely away from that. That all of our, um, you know, where they have the question and answer, no one, no one dared ask me a question regarding my past. It's like, I was almost wanting to just say something anyway. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. you know, talking about uh, Ammon too, and try, try to get it, there, there's a lot to talk about. You and I are probably going to have to have more than one conversation, but. Uh, sure. You you were there uh, during the bad times with Ammon Bundy. You you and him chewed the dirt together. Yeah, well, we're you know um, initially you know I wasn't on the Nevada side that, but with regards to the Oregon side, yeah, I I drove out to Oregon and um, along with my friend Mike as part of the it was TVOI News. I was trying to think of what agency that was at the time. At that time, the Voice of Idaho. So I had a press badge. And so I went out there with my press badge and my trumpet just to kind of, now I, my, I carry my trumpet with me everywhere because, you know, it always, it's not like, you know, the guitar players get all the women because they can sing and play at the same time. A trumpet player, you know, you just, you just have to be there, you know? So, <laughs> so anyway, it was just a fun time. Um, and this, initially it was kind of weird because they were looking at me like I was like, what are you doing here? Kind of attitude. Some of the people, not everybody, but, you know, obviously during that time frame, it was a, uh, things were pretty dicey, you know, um, with regards to Hillary and the whole uranium one, you know, a lot of that was discovered out that way too, you know, way before it hit mainstream media, there was these, cause they were actually out after the mineral rights. That's what they were looking at doing. They wanted to take the land from the Hammonds, just like they were doing with, uh, Ammon. And, uh, so nobody, nobody was doing anything, you know, so, you know, you're, they say, you're, you know, shouldn't be your brother's keeper or your brother's keeper and all that. But you know what? That neighbors are neighbors, you know, and we've got to look after each other, especially when, you know, things get out of control. And so that's pretty much what happened. And I wanted to see what was going on personally because I didn't believe the mainstream media. And uh, so I wanted to go and get a proper perspective here. And I did, you know, and I met, I have friends out there and I met new friends, you know, and the fact that I was able to meet Ammon and, you know, hang with those guys for a bit. And, you know, LaVoy, you know, God, what an amazing man. You know, that I was talking to him the day he was murdered. You know, I did, had no idea that they were heading to John Day. They tried to, kept, they kept it under wraps, but maybe not, you know, obviously some people had other motives, you know, to, to create what they created. But um, it, that was a sad, pretty sad day. You know, when I found out about it, I was, you know, yeah, torn up a bit. A lot of us were that particular day and it was just a crazy that was a crazy thing when that happened you know the whole what was peaceful and had uh, the whole community was very supportive you know they were saying that 
Um, we were crazy. They didn't want us out there. But if they didn't want us out there, it was really interesting that they had so many people in the community that were donating food, clothes. They, were, I mean, there was like, we had a little store going on up here. <laughs> there was so much food and, 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 and clothing and, you know, essentials that were needed. So the community was very supportive of us being there. I think the presence of the FBI caused way more problems than what um, should have happened, you know. You know, that kind of brings up, uh, ties us into the next one, too. You know, we talk about law enforcement, and you've expressed it, you know. But uh, I want to I start with big law enforcement like the FBI. I think the FBI is a necessary um, organization of law enforcement, um, you know, because we, we, you know, we are going to need them for different things. However, uh, the ATF, get rid of them. The DEA, get rid of them you know, and, and the FBI, if they need special forces or special units, like, you know, how the police have a gang unit, whatnot, why not have the FBI have, uh, with specially trained officers, you know, do the uh, drug unit one, do the, uh, immigration unit, whatever, you know, uh, sure, sure. because we did, yeah, the FBI is something we need, but it, I think, um, it needs to be reformed and uh, yeah, get rid of the ATF. I cannot stand those guys. Yeah, well, I, I would have to be in agreement with you there. And this is what I was thinking, well, when you're like with the FBI, and I've, I've had a couple of friends that were, that were, you know, were former members there. And so um, I, I could appreciate what, you know, their, their job and what they do. But I just, yeah, I, it, it needs to be reformed. I think that the whole law enforcement needs to be reformed. I think the... Um, when they were first talking about defunding the police, right, and all of that, I, I gave it quite a bit of thought and prayer. And I'm thinking, my conclusion came to the fact that, yes, they need to be defunded. All of these corporate agencies that really have no, they were formed without having any proper authority, like the local police, the, um, I'm just going to say like the Boise Police, uh, Meridian, um, Ada County, you know, Ada County would be the exception, the sheriffs, because I think all police, right, if they want to wear the badge, they need to just fall in under the, the deputy, as a deputy under the sheriff's department. So any and all funding should be going that direction because that's the proper law enforcement agency for every county. That's where the money should go. Then they won't have to rely on the, the, the feds, you know, because I think a lot of the sheriffs are compromised. They're supposed to be constitutional. You know, the people are supposed to go to the sheriff, but you go to the sheriff and you're just going to get arrested anyway, <laughs> you know, because they don't understand the law. So you can only imagine with, uh, you know, the normal, uh, and I call them code enforcers. I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but they're not law enforcement. They're code and statute enforcement officers because that's what they're enforcing. And even though the Supreme Court has said statutes and codes, ordinances uh, are not law, that's what they tend to always resort to and try to uh, force on people. So I think it has to be the, the funds should go toward the sheriff and anybody that wants to be to wear the badge, they need to get properly trained. You know, that's one of the things I'm hoping that I'm able to do um, through the American Common Law Academy and a couple other um, things that we put together so that we can educate these guys. Because I think if they understand the Constitution, 
right, the actual law, then we wouldn't have the, the problems we have. You know, also if they learn how to talk to people. But I, I was hearing long ago, years ago, that there was, uh, it was, part, I guess, part of this Agenda 21 where they were sending all this information out to the sheriff's and, uh, police departments, you know, about pulling people over who simply want to ask, when you ask a question, that you got to be ready to, to go to war pretty much, right? Because these people, are, they're bad. You know, the so-called sovereign citizen aspect, which is an oxymoron. There's no such thing. You're one or the other. <laughs> so it's like, uh, there's. I think overall this needs to be an education. I think that's key. And also how to deal with the public. You know, that's the other thing. You know, I think they've just gotten out of control. You know, the power has gone to their head. They forget who pays their wages. <laughs> yeah. as, most of the, as most of these... Uh, uh, public officers or public servants, you know, they're seated in office. You know, they forget where they're actual, who pays their bills. You know, uh, my views, especially on um, on the bigger fo uh, forces of law enforcement, uh, started changing. Obviously, I, you know, you've you've lived in Idaho most of your life, so obviously, you know, you and I are both very familiar with uh, Ruby Ridge. Obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, uh, whether or not, water. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, whether or not, though, you know, they say Randy Weaver was a white supremacist is is left to debate that. From what I understand, he got he got a shot, sawed off shotgun from white supremacists, but it's questionable whether himself was a uh, white supremacist. I don't know, but uh, the you know, and that's besides the point um, as far as them, you know, killing, firing the first shot, and killing his wife and kid. You know, of course, the mainstream media portrayed it as if, uh, you know, he's the almighty criminal in a standoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I was young at the time. I didn't think too much of it, you know. But uh, then Waco, Texas happened with Branch Davidians, and I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> what a, I, I'm hearing what a lunatic David Koresh was, you know, as far as him saying he was God and him having sex with with minors and all that, you know, um, but, uh, the, you know, it was, I'm sorry. It, it, it's, it's the fault of the ATF why all those children were killed because, yeah. because they ran that tank into the side, you know, and, um, and, and set something off because those, those kids could have been saved if they hadn't have done that. Well, you know, who was in the crowd, right? All of, you know, that was back. I remember watching an older video. And they actually showed, you could see Biden and, and Hillary were there. Oh, I don't doubt it. They were part of that whole thing. And, and then also, you know, earlier this year, uh, Biden wants to bring in David Chipman as head of the ATF. And I saw that picture of Chipman back from, from uh, the uh, uh, early 90s in Waco and as if he was proud, you know, because huh. he wants to enforce gun control. But... Luckily for uh, gun owners, he was too stupid to answer their questions. You know? So, so you know, Congress and Senate, whatever, you know, the branches of government uh, powers to be didn't let him in. But now they do have somebody head of the ATF who's a bigger nightmare and much more intelligent. I forgot his name, but, uh, uh. 
Yeah. Well, all these agencies, you know, the fact that how, you know, how they were formed, you know, like, so by what authority, you know, from the very beginning, I think that's just wrong. Well, you know? when the hell did the IRS become militant? They're all, right. about, you know, you pay your taxes, pay your share of taxes, whatever, you know, and they've always been corrupt because they're with money, but now they're, they're armed and they're, they're hiring people by the, by the thousands and they're armed. What's up with that? Yeah. Well, they were, you know, they were out to try to enforce something that's not even lawful to begin with about the taxes. Right. That's see, this is yeah. what's so funny. Cause like they say fraud, once you discover that, that's, that's once you come, once you wake up to what's truly going on and I'm still putting pieces together. I don't have all the answers. You know, I have friends that have way more knowledge and, and have researched far more than I have, but, you know, I put some time in, in researching and, you know, been, you know, active that way and actually standing in court. So it's not like I don't know the system or how they, how they operate, but none of it is proper to begin with, you know, the way they haul, the way to haul people in, you know, even Idaho, like, gosh, I think the, the prison population, there's it's, so much that needs to be done here. But I think the fact that it's moving toward more like what's happening in Portland, you know, the, the people that need to be locked up don't get locked up. Or if they do, they're, let, they're released. And those that shouldn't even be in there at all are the ones that are being kept locked up. Just like we have, what is it, the people that went to, uh, was it January 6th and all that? You know, there's still people sitting in jail over the stupidity. But, but, you know? let, but let repeat a pender of, repeat offenders or pedophiles out oh yeah exactly right yeah. <laughs> it's like that's you know that's it's a, you know and yeah there's there's my my sister's boyfriend who's currently um sitting he's sitting in prison for theft and he's going to be doing three years so huh. I, well, yeah, see, you know, he does have a record though i, I mean I, I can't put that past by him but uh right yeah. But, you know, the thing of it is, like, law is not that complicated. What's complicated is statutes and codes, and they made it that way. And none of it applies to the people. And I, that's one of the things I'm really trying to get, try to get everyone to understand, you know, is that you have do no harm, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't harm somebody. You don't damage any property. You treat people as you would like to be treated. You can't get any more simpler than that, <laughs> right? You know, and if anything, any of those are violated, now you've got an issue because there is an injured party and you've got somebody that caused it. So therefore, you know, now, now you have, a, there, there's something that needs to be resolved there. You know, the person that was damaged needs to be made whole, you know, and the person who did the damage, you know, depending upon how severe it was, they need to pay, the, you know, suffer the consequences of that behavior yes exactly you know so i don't know why you know and you you know you're paying 300 dollars an hour for attorneys and, and all this crazy stuff that you know um for them to come in and you know and they admit to be an officer to the court so how does that help you anyway <laughs> yes so, yeah it's just we're living in some very very treacherous times and i and i i totally believe and I'm, I'm sure you do too, Billy, that it's like, um, it is biblical. I mean, I don't know how else to explain uh, it. 
I, you know, there's no other way to explain it. Uh, you know, I mean, I think we're a little ways off from the second coming. Well, yeah, yeah, but there's, <laughs> but, but we're leading up to it. We're leading absolutely. To, you yeah. know, and one question I want to ask you is uh, just could please uh, give me your opinion of uh, as a person of color, as you said earlier. Uh, your opinions of uh, white guilt and critical race theory. Well, I mean, I grew up here. I mean, in, in the neighborhood I grew up in, okay, so they said that it was predominantly black, right? So that's the good old boys. They pushed us into one area, but it wasn't the fact that it was all just people of color in that area. You know, there were whites. There was, I mean, it was a very diverse uh-huh. uh, neighborhood, you know, and it's a huge neighborhood too. When I think of the boundary of that neighborhood, you know, it, it wasn't, now it's considered like downtown, you know, even though back in the day they had railroad tracks where the main, where uh, I think it's front Myrtle Street, there were railroad tracks that we would cross to go to school up on the North End. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so right on River Street. I mean, so that's, River Street is where I grew up. So I, you know, I encountered some of that, but it wasn't like, I know I cer- certainly wasn't raised that way. And then to see what's going on now, it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's weird. You know, I I, uh, I graduated in 71, and I think that was probably one of the best years here in Idaho as far as, like, I know some people getting along. You know, there wasn't really a whole lot of, of craziness, you know, with uh, racial tension in that. Now, although I will say that um, <laughs> there was one, my, my homegirl, I'm going to say homegirl, right? Sherry Buckner-Webb, our Senator Sherry Buckner-Webb, she forgot where she grew up, though, and I thought it was kind of, in a sense, it was sad, but at the same time, it was kind of showed where things were at at the time, because I think she, the, her family was one of the first families to move up to the North End, over to the North End, and there was a cross burn on the yard. Of course, that quickly didn't, you know, stay much in the news, but um, so that was kind of the introduction as far as um, the reality that there's still some of that still present here oh, in yeah. Idaho. It Although I believe that it has, you know, moved moved away from that quite a bit too, though. It's not as blatant, put it that way. Maybe that's the thing. We're, we're always going to have idiots out there, but, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's not like it used to be. But, you know, one thing that just really gets me is there's another family out there uh, in Boise. <laughs> They, they immigrated from Nigeria in 1986. Wow. And they still live there to this day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and believe it or not, they're, they're conservatives, too. They're, they're oh. not U.S. citizens, and they're conservatives, and they're from Nigeria. Well, they're, and uh, they, they are beyond ashamed of their son, who was born in 1987, because... Mm. Yeah, yeah. After they after they immigrated from Nigeria, they had their son there in Boise, and mm-hmm. you know he and he's now trying to push for reparations for slavery. Ah, uh, really? And I'm like, and I, oh. I'm thinking your first generation from from Nigeria. Uh, you're so What's your that? your ancestors did not pick cotton on this continent. Nah. So you're not you're not entitled to that. Well, see, I, you know, my okay, my family history, my my dad was picking cotton, right? So 
yeah. bigger than the Carolinas and, 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 and uh, Arkansas, you know, and like when Lincoln so-called freed the slaves, <laughs> which is a whole nother lie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, with the 13th Amendment and all of that. Well, they went, most, most of the families went either to the West Coast, right, or East Coast. My family, for some reason, decided, well, I know why they did it. They, they went to the, they went Northwest and they went to Pocatello. And uh, from Pocatello, they came to Boise. But Pocatello was where they, with the Union Pacific, that was like the main hub back in the day. You know, so a lot of families, a lot of black families did go to Pocatello. No, and then, then they came to Boise, you know? Yes, yes. However, I, 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 I've only met one black person that uh, was LDS, believe it or not. You might know more than me, but. Uh, I, you know, actually, I don't. I only met one. Oh, yes. I, well, I think, well, yeah, I do actually. I know one family. You know, it's, it's a mixed family. I know, I don't, I, I know the wife, she is, and I'm sure, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Paul is well. But. <laughs> yeah. I just had <laughs> oh, so probably... in there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've only met one black Mormon. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I went, to, I went to college with him here in Twin Falls. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you know. So what's this, what's this thing that's happening in Twin now? Because I was listening to what Tom Munn's interview. And, you know, I, Tom, Tom's my brother. You know, I, Tom and I, we go way back to, you know, and I think he's been doing a phenomenal job. A lot of people don't quite understand him. But I was listening to one of his, uh, one of his videos here just here yesterday. And I was really amazed. Uh, I'm, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. I'll put it that way. You know, because he's he's calling people out, and I think that needs to happen too. But at the same time, I think there's got to be a way where we where we can all we got to be unified. You know, I'm I'm so sick and tired of the infighting with you know all the everybody that's talking about being you know for freedom and liberty and and you know smaller government and all of this. But all of these groups they're fighting each other, in in not only against with each other but inside. You know, and it's like I. I just that needs to come to an end. So I'm hoping that I can put something together with that might bring everybody together. And I'm hoping and, and who knows, it might be my case, you know, because like my case, I see it. It's not just about me. I think it's a pattern of behavior that I keep saying that needs to be changed. And I even got the input from an, an FBI, my friend, FBI guy who told me that I should follow through on this, my initial lawsuit after he saw the video and he, he just figured I'm the guy to do it. And here we are 11 years later and it's still ongoing. So um, well, not that I'm going to speak on a lot of that right now because it is ongoing, but these guys need to, um, this, this qualified immunity is a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> That's all I can say. Well, uh, If you're in a job and you're bonded, you're bonded for a reason because you might cause harm to somebody. <laughs> so, this whole thing about uh, qualified immunity is should not be happening. If you harm somebody, you know, pay the price. Well, I, I'll answer your question real quick. Then we got to wrap it up soon because we're running out of time and time flies. Okay. To have these conversations. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. As far as what's happening here in Twin Falls, I was not familiar with it, but uh, you know the, yeah, you're talking about fighting amongst the brethren. You know, to. And uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, you know, there's two groups of people I 
I know some of them, but I choose not to associate with them as much. Number one is QAnons. Uh, they're just, and the other one is the Proud Boys. Or is, oh. And, you know, the Proud Boys, from what I understand, are funded by George Soros, just like BLM and Antifa. You know, and he's, he's, he's funding all sides to keep, a, to get a good war started. Yeah. And that, and it's unfortunate that they don't recognize that, you know, but you would think when it all comes to light that they should, but even on a bigger scale, I think, wasn't there, are they doing these windmills or something? Aren't they trying to push that through changing things that way out there? Uh, I've or heard, it, I've heard only it, a little talk about it, but I haven't heard a lot. And I think they, they should get those uh, windmills going because, uh, you know, it's a good source of making energy and, uh, you know, adds, adds to the grid instead of, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, instead of draining the grid, it adds to it, you know, just, just like solar panels. Right. But I think there's something more behind all of that, given the size and everything. Anyway, I'll have to, I'm going to have to give with my friend, Tom. Yeah. He's got some information on that, but it's not, it doesn't, it's actually a part of the overall agenda for what they're trying to usher in for what it sounds like i'll have a i'll have a deeper look into it because i really haven't heard much and i want to thank you for kind of shining some light on it you know <laughs> so. yeah i and i just found out about that too so i didn't know if you yeah. knew and um i'll have to get with i'll have to do a bit more research into that too so that maybe next time we can have a little bit of discussion that way too yes well Lee, my friend, I'm afraid we are out of time, and uh, I want to thank you so much. I I knew that uh, sooner or later we had to have a discussion, and uh -huh. you know, uh, once I make it out to Boise because I got family out there, you know, I don't know, I'll have to bring my wife along and hear you play your trumpet. Yeah, yeah, come check us out. Yeah, you know, and uh, it'd be great. Yeah, and uh, we'll catch up that way too. I and may get out the twin. If I get out the twin, I'll look you up as well. You know, absolutely. Yeah, you got my number. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if so, if, if the listeners have any questions or or whatnot, uh, do you have any social media or anything they can reach out to? Yeah, on just my page, my Facebook page. I mean, I'm on my fifth page. I you know I should just just get rid of it completely. You know, I'm also on um, Telegram and uh, True Social. Um, What's so okay. yeah. What's your my main on? and I've got a I've got an Instagram too, but my you just go to my main page on Facebook right now. Uh, so far, I've managed to keep that alive, and um, I, I post up quite a bit there, <laughs> so they can reach out to me there, send me a PM me or send me a message or whatever. All right, I can always get back to them. Well, Lee, hey, I really appreciate your time. God bless you, and I look forward to speaking with you again sometime in the future. Yes, thank you, Billy, for having me on. And I appreciate you and all that you're doing, too. So Absolutely. And God bless you and your family as well. You bet. You take care. Okay. You too. And there you have the conversation with Lee Rice. I'll tell you what, looking forward to uh, meeting him in the near future. Yes, indeed. Time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we've got Kenny Charlotte with Gina Serrano, Swug, State of Mind, the Low Down Drifters, and the White Buffalo and the Forest Rangers. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart?
You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. care if people stare we make out in a crowd somewhere somebody tell us to get a room it's hard to believe that was meant you now we keep saying that we're okay but i don't want to settle for good not great i miss the way that it felt back then i want to feel that way again so long that you'd forget the way I used to kiss your neck. Remind me, remind me. So on fire and so in love, way back when we couldn't get enough. Felt bad cause you missed your flight The bad man we had one more night Do you remember how it used to be? We turned out the lights and we didn't just sleep Remind me, baby, remind me Oh, so on fire and so in love That look in your eyes that I miss so much Remind me
Wild Country Store, where you want to stop shop for night crawlers, stink bait, animal calls, fishing license, deer way station, mash liquor, rocking chairs and shotguns, fireworks, Berlin's world famous pies, Civil War memorabilia, reading material, castor oil, VHS tapes, and the newest fax and telex machines. We also offer hog feed, chicken feed, and Merlin's Harmony Grits. We have patriotic items, too. We are the center of a thriving community. Stop by our city spell, Don's Country Store. Yeah. Can't stand up. I want to tell you a little bit about my city, man. In the sports form, you know, how we ball. We got two eyes open. Yes, yes. What up, Paul? Swift. What up? What up? Can, let's go. My city, where Eric Snow once lived, never won, went to three championships in the hood, and I look for companionships. We all American, match our gangster we is. We the South, East, West, wrapped in one, plus spiritual hip-hop, you prepare for what's to come. Why catch me in the hood playing goalie? Don't need a bunch of goons, just me and my brody. Kill over ice, looking at life kind of coldly. Some females call them clucks, hit them pass it to our homes. My hit cleaving the stun, Riley up the presidents, Holly use each other with stunts. Yeah, watch me Tony Parker the ball. You should see the cuts and lanes I saw. Three point shooting with one leg at cars while y'all still playing with some cheerleading bras. My city, we like the Olympics. We all American. Come on, baby, take a picture. My state, Ohio. What game you wanna play? The Cavs is here, not just a football state. My city, we like the Olympics. We all American. Come on, baby, take a picture. My state, Ohio. What game you wanna play? Blue Jackets here, not just a football state. My city, where Mike Dawes once roamed. Right. With the NFL tripping, you can come back home. But here, Fez is always blitzing. Regular laws, keep jumping off sides and ain't no whistles. Flags are pistols, everybody's showing them, throwing them. All the wide receivers, cornerbacks holding them. That's why I switch up, no hands in this. This is soccer. Me and my homies not fighting, but they're popular. Me, I should tag along, kicking the ball, wait to score a goal off the head on y'all, watch how I pitch this curveball, throwing my dears, watch me swing the bat, miss the ball, three strikes, three outs, my turn to bat, keep my eyes on the ball, stay cool and relax, I make contact, think it's a home run, matter of fact, a grand slam, can we run, my city, like the Olympics, we all American, come on baby, take a picture, my state, Ohio. what game you wanna play, Cincinnati Reds is here, not just a football state. My city, we like the Olympics. We all American. Come on, baby, take a picture. My state, Ohio. What game you wanna play? Mexican soccer is here, not just a football state. My city, we'll keep McLeod be hanging. You'll catch Marion Jones type females out slanging. That's right. Too many on the field, not on the track. Running up on potential, trying to be a cage rat. Not me, uh-uh, and I keep on racing. Think about much power, I'm finna have to get to the pace. You think about the money for me, don't think of taking. I speed up when it's wartime, I leave you stankin'. Soon, watch me jump these hurdles past you. See, the older I get, the more wise and the more fast. You know I got 
white and me, so I'm good with skis. Especially when them loggies talking about freeze. I dress warm, we go past them. So now it's downhill, you right, I can't see y'all. I'm past that. Look, I'm coming skiing downhill. This golf city, have two eyes open when you come in my city. Like Olympics, we all American. Come on, baby, take a picture. My state, Ohio. What game you wanna play? The Browns is here, this is a football state. My city, we like the Olympics. We all American. Come on, baby, take a picture. My state, Ohio. What game you wanna play? The Buckeyes is here, this is a football state.
perched outside my window I hear him calling I hear him sing He burns me with his eyes of gold to embers He sees all my sins He reads my soul the hand of God
that raven's fire You made me hate You made me burn He laughed aloud as he flew from Eden You always knew You never Sings to me like Martin Luther or Pericles. Come join the murder, come fly with black. We'll give you freedom from the human trap. Come join the murder. So Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org at some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point, located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government, 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine-square-mile 
city of like-minded people who know the best way to deal with a disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug-out bunker with the amenities of home, visit TerraVivos.com, T-E-R-R-A-V-I-V-O-S.com. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one size fits all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. If Idaho is such a Republican state, have you ever wondered why we have such high taxes? For example, Idaho has high property taxes, personal income tax, and Idaho even taxes businesses on the equipment that they already own. And we are only one of five states in the country that completely taxes groceries. Not even liberal California stoops so low as to tax people on the food they eat in their own homes. The reason for this is simple. You can't get good fruit from a bad tree. And the Idaho Republican Party is full of corrupt, immoral, and unethical leaders who have been taking advantage of good, honest, hard-working, rank-and-file Republican citizens for decades. Consider Larry Craig, Idaho Republican U.S. Senator who was arrested for soliciting gay sex in a public bathroom, or Governor Butch Otter, and sitting U.S. Senator Mike Crapo, two Idaho Republican leaders who were both arrested for drunk driving, which kills over 28 people every day in America. With this type of leadership, no wonder Idaho is so liberal, even though it's so Republican. I'm Ammon Bundy, and I approve this message. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard the White Buffalo and the Forest Rangers with 
Come Join the Murder, which was a featured song of the very last episode of Sons of Anarchy. Great song. I absolutely love it. Before that, the Lowdown Drifters with a new single, Like I Had a Chance. Before that, State of Mind with their cover of Phil Collins' In the Air Tonight. Before that, Swug with All-American. And starting off the whole set, Kenny Charlotte with Gina Serrano and Remind Me. Yes, indeed. Moving right along, it is time for Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. We're talking about the upcoming season of Cobra Kai. Here we go. There's rabbit in the... It's a rat snake. Go get something else. Like what? Like, like a rope or something. There's no Sears and Roebuck here. Grab the snake. It's time now for Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Pop Culture Discussion. Of course, if you watched uh, the latest video with uh, Stephen James and I, we said we were going to discuss this. And Stephen, they have released the trailer for Season 5 of Cobra Kai. Well, the most recent trailer. They did have a teaser trailer before. That No, no, that that was a teaser. This, is a, this was an actual trailer that was at least two and a half minutes long. And God bless America and Netflix, because we got Mike Barnes. Yes, you know, it's kind of funny, is he is not featured anywhere in the trailer, but he is confirmed for the season. Yeah. I mean... And, I mean, I don't know what took it took him this long to bring in, Mike, because, let's face it, I forget the actor's name, but it's uh, not like people were beating down the doors for roles for this guy. Uh was Sean Cannon or something? Something like that. Yeah. He's done literally nothing. Since Karate Kid Part 3? I mean, I don't even know that he's necessarily a quote-unquote, you know, working actor. Uh, I don't, I haven't looked him up, to be honest, and I'll do that uh, during the course of this show. But, I mean, he might be, for all I know, an actual, you know, karate guy that has you know, just done some film work. So what to expect of this season? Well, one thing that uh, one other thing that is con- confirmed is we are going to see Daniel, Johnny and chosen the three of them working together. Uh, this will be an interesting combination, especially <laughs> you have Daniel who's kind of, you know, he's followed the philosophies of Mr. Miyagi being more passive. You have, Johnny, who's uh, he likes to kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, he likes to party. He likes to drink beer, and he's got only he, one beer. And he's and he's he's obvious. He's arrogant. Uh, I like how he's arrogant when he has no right to be arrogant at all. I love it. Then you have Chosen, who's obviously he's taught them. You know the Miyagi philosophies, but he's more, much more aggressive, much more aggressive. True. But he's also developed one hell of a sense of humor as we saw. We saw. Yeah. Oh, but when he's serious, he's fucking serious. And that's what, uh, I'm wondering that see that one part there where, uh, Daniel said, we're going to have to cut the head off a snake. He comes out with the two sides and he's like, Whoa, I didn't mean cut his head off literally. And, I'm wondering if that's going to end with Chosen laughing. 
so I wouldn't be surprised. You know, that's you know certainly a possibility. Uh, no, I wouldn't be either. But one thing, this is one thing I do expect is, uh, you know, I'm wondering how are they going to take down Cobra Kai? You have, you have Terry Silver saying, with more students, we need more senseis. I think because you see that scene of uh, Chosen wearing a gi in Cobra Kai, taking on a few, uh, taking on a few guys. I think there's a possibility that Chosen's going to infiltrate Cobra Kai, and uh, you know, to kind of see what get a feel of what uh, he's up against. Ah, kind of the undercover brother. Yes. From an Asian mother. Yes. Well, now we know that uh, Terry Silver is bringing the great granddaughter of his instructor from uh, Korea. It's like, uh, by the way, I think uh, Silver increases uh, martial art. If the, if it's from Korea, I think it'd be uh, Taekwondo, not karate, but whatever. I you know, I think in this particular point, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. I don't think they're going for historical accuracy. I think they're just making an entertainment show. Yeah. Oh no, you know me, and I'm a, a, being a student of martial arts, and you know, and studying martial arts as I have with MMA and everything. You know, it does make you question those things, though. True. Okay, so. As we were discussing that, uh, Sean uh, uh, Cannon, Keenan, Ken, however you pronounce it. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, technically a working actor, doesn't say martial artist. So he's just a, you know, really, you know, E-list actor. Uh, Karate Kid Part 3, now Cobra Kai. AJ Quartermain on General Hospital, Dinkin Sharp on The Bold and the Beautiful, and The Young and the Restless. So he was and, a soap opera and, actor. And Sam Stevens on Studio City. That's what he's generally known. So, yeah, he's a bad actor. Um, because that's where bad actors go. Or start. I mean, you know, actors start out a lot of them on soap operas, and within a few years, they either blow the hell up or they stay on soap operas because they're that bad. You know, Ray Liotta started out on a soap opera. Um, God bless him, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, tremendous guy. But Shame he's gone. And uh, of course, I I think though, uh, whenever I look at uh, Ray Liotta, I. I think of seeing the top of his skull removed and his brain exposed. It's funny. You think that what I hear, you know, anytime somebody says Ray Liotta, I hear, Karen, why did you throw that away? I needed that, Karen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good fellas. Yes. Tremendous. Yes. Although I, I also do hear in my head when somebody says Ray Liotta, you got to be kidding me, Starling. Washington's full of corn pone country pussy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least we're thinking the same movie right there. Right. Yeah. But anyway, back to Cobra Kai. Uh, so obviously, you know, Mike Barnes, not a, 
you know, famous actor. Uh, there is a rumor that an actual famous actor is going to be making an appearance in this season, and that being Hillary Swank. Actually, I heard that's for season six, but we'll, that's yet that we'll see. I'm interested to see how they would bring that character in since there's literally other than Miyagi, who's not in the show, there's no connection between her and any other character. So I don't see how they bring her in. You know, it, well, well, we'll have to see because yeah, obviously, you know, uh, Daniel being in California and then uh, Julie's son being in Boston or not Boston. Boston. Now you got to put a little more W in it. Boston. Nah, it's Boston. You know, where you park your car. <laughs> oh, those East. When you're heading out to Fenway, you got to park your car in Boston. All right. Well, uh, what there's what, several what, listeners what, in Boston right now that are what, very pissed off at me. What are the, what is it they administer uh, when somebody's down? Oh, that's right, CPI. CPI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess that's better than Wisconsin, and you know, when they go out for Mexican food, they have tacos. Uh, got it. Wisconsin and uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love that. So, so yeah, uh, you know what? If uh, Hillary Swank does make an appearance in this, I would probably expect it to be a cameo like Crease uh, at the end of season one. Yeah, but that was, you know, indicating that Crease was going to be a regular. I don't see, even though she's not the movie star she was, say, 10 years ago, I don't see Hillary Swank being a recurring character i think i mean even elizabeth shoe wasn't down with being a recurring character it was a one-off thing if we see hillary it's going to be a one episode thing you know maybe like you know in the finale whether it be this season or next season you know maybe she pops up in the beginning of an episode because they're one person short for the tournament and she, you know, just happens to come visit Daniel because she, you know, misses Miyagi or some shit like that. And he's like, by the way, I'm one person down. She's like, I'm in. So the one scene in the trailer, though, I thought was most interesting. Adult classes are, are on Wednesday. We're not here to take a lesson. We're here to teach you one. It's it's Johnny and Chosen. The two of them teamed up, and they're they're ready to kick some ass. That's the thing. I I think they're a better duel than Johnny and uh, Daniel, of course, because uh, they're both so much more aggressive in their and teaching, they're, and they're they're both always ready to throw down. I find the character development in Chosen just so damn fun, just because. You know, at the end of two, you see him running off like a coward, and then we flash forward all these years to find that, you know, he literally changed his ways, followed the teachings of Miyagi-Do, still more aggressively, of course, but was even trusted in it more 
technically more than Daniel, at least by Sato, because he got taught, you know, the extra lesson that Daniel was never taught. Yeah, the uh, the but I, I do think that's more. Yeah, I do think that's more, you know, Sato, because obviously Miyagi didn't go back to Okinawa and teach Chosen. He, you know, Sato just changed his ways and taught Chosen the Miyagi do way, but you know, taught him everything he knows. And you see, and I'm willing to bet too that there is still more to, to uh, Miyagi do karate that uh, Daniel doesn't know about that Chosen is going to have to teach him. There's, there's got to be more. It is interesting, though. I, I, I'm hoping they bring the character more to light than, uh, you know, the episode that he did, you know, originally, where he wound up being funny at the end. Judging by the trailer, I'm hoping they don't just use him as comic relief, sort of. I, I really hope they you know, explore the character a little bit more. I mean, it's great that he's a bit funny now, but I do want a serious side to him. You know, and did you all, all every season I noticed there's something from the original three movies they, they bring into Cobra Kai, you know, and I can't remember every single one of them, but uh, you remember in uh, part three, uh, Cobra, uh, Karate Kid part three, when, uh, Daniel goes in to tell Silver he's not going to go in the tournament, and surprise, surprise, he's he's the one behind uh, Mike Barnes the whole time. They beat the shit out of him until uh, Miyagi comes back, and it's real. It's revealed that Kreese isn't dead, and uh, yeah, steps behind from his his own cardboard cutout. Yeah, and uh, it, Terry Silver asked, "You want to see some more?" And then he repeats that same line when uh, when he kicked Johnny over a bunch of two by fours. You want to see some more? And and then uh, something else I've noticed uh, that's go- going into this season is uh, Terry Silver screaming at Mister Miyagi. Said, "I'm going to open Cobra Kai all over this valley. You won't even be a memory." Cho- Chosen says, and you hear it in the trailer. If this if this continues, everything we fought for won't even be a memory. So they're they're bringing like all the, the phrases and whatnot. Oh no, that's very much by design. Yeah, you know, that's you know kind of like in you know the various uh, incarnations of the Star Wars movies and the uh, Disney Plus shows and all yeah. that. There are certain lines. I mean, like I'm. This goes back years. To like Star Wars Episode Three, when Obi Wan has to use a blaster to shoot Grievous, he says, "Someone civilized." Yeah, that's a call back to you know a more elegant weapon from a more civilized age. You know, there callbacks like that. That's purely fan service, and I got to tell you, I absolutely love it. I that's that's the kid in me going. That's what he said from the other one. Of course, though, in, in, in the Karate Kid, though, there's something Johnny brings that was never in the first three movies, but yet uh, he he definitely brought it into uh, Cobra Kai. Quiet! <sighs> and it's just the way he says it, too. What I'm curious 
as far as this season is crease. Everything else seems more or less kind of straightforward. I can kind of see where all that's going. I'm curious about the crease portion of the storyline of this season, seeing how you know he was set up by Terry and he's in jail. Yeah, he's oh, he's making friends pretty easily. It looks like. And also, you know, there's not, I don't, there's probably only going to be one episode in Mexico where they go after Miguel because obviously they find him and they, they bring him back. And we do see, we, whereas we don't see Miguel and, uh, yeah, Robbie, uh, getting along, we do see them training together. And then there's one angle, it kind of looks like Tori's in the crowd of uh, Miyagi-Do. I can't confirm this. It just kind of looked that way, and I'm wondering, is she going to get sick and tired of because she knows she didn't win the tournament? Well, that's there was a setup for that in that, you know, she overheard Terry paying off the ref. And 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 now, you know, she he's bringing in uh, this, this sensei from Korea who's obviously very ruthless. She's always she's going to get tired of that and that's an, I'm, you know what? There was another thing I was gonna, I'm kind of predicting too, is that, uh, you know, uh, Terry's going to introduce, uh, he's going to introduce Tori to his friend made out of wood, sweep those two by fours, you know, uh, punch, punch that, uh, two inch board until your knuckles bleed and shit like that. Uh, then she's, you know, her being, uh, she has to work to support her family and then she fucks up her hand because, and she can't work. She's going to, she's going to come crawling to Amanda LaRusso asking for help because, because her hands, uh, she can't move her hand and she can't work. I'm wondering about moving the hand and being a dress up princess at a fucking Chuck E. Cheese or wherever it is. Yeah, so you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens too. And in the end, she's going to be like, "Fuck this, fuck Terry Silver, and and fuck getting hurt for his pleasure," because like, he enjoys it when they get hurt. And we saw that with Daniel, and we're seeing it with these kids. He enjoys putting putting them through the ringer. Yeah, I want to kind of go back to Crease for a second, just because I don't know where he falls in. As far as this season, you know, does he land on, you know, his own side, kind of the way Johnny kind of landed on his own side starting Eagle Fang? Does he join up with Johnny and Daniel in taking Terry down? Does he submit to Terry and work for him? I, I want to see how his character oh, really plays out this season. I I highly doubt seeing him submit to Terry Silver because uh, when uh, he's going to be hell-bent on revenge if he gets out. He's going to... Right, but where does he get that revenge? Does he decide to help Daniel and Johnny? And in the end, does he help Daniel and Johnny in taking Terry down, but at the same time reestablish himself as the head of Cobra Kai somehow. Or I I don't yeah, I know you didn't watch the uh the new season of Dallas as much when when it was out uh, Oh no, I loved it. 
I see. I'm also wondering: Is he going to go the way of Cliff Barnes? And because Cliff Barnes ended up, uh, according to the story, dying in jail. But I no, I don't see that happening. No, I don't see that either. Uh, although I really got to figure out if that uh, you know particular show is available streaming somewhere because I would really like to rewatch the. Uh, not reboot, but the continuation of Dallas, because um, I still love the original. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, you didn't miss much. It just basically they tried to continue the show without Larry Hagman, and it was and it, it was an epic failure. Well, he was always the best part. Yeah, and and I'm sorry. What's uh, John Ross just couldn't fill the shoes. No, and I mean, very few actors could deliver the line like Larry Hagman good from the original run of well hell what's family for if you can't take care of us losers i liked what he said about ray the best uh says uh oh god all the shit he said about raises well he never was comfortable eating with the family after all we do use knives and forks <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i'm sorry jr ewing goes down as Probably one of the top three characters in television history. I just with some of the best quotes. Him, him and Al Bundy. <laughs> that, that was another one of the top three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially when a fat woman came in to buy shoes. He always had something to say. Uh, that and then, uh, you know, Chickless and the Shield. Those three just wind it up for me. <laughs> and Chickless, just because his lines weren't so much memorable, is just now that's something Cobra Kai I think needs. Though is like a is like a J.R. Ewing or Al Bundy smartass with with always something with always some kind of wisecrack that's gonna piss somebody off. Oh well, I mean that's Johnny. Yeah, but John, come on, you know Johnny can't do it like J.R. Ewing. Oh right? no, <laughs> no, I mean oh, no. you know. Uh, however, I got a pretty good laugh at what somebody put on Facebook. They put a meme of uh, Johnny and uh, and Silver. It said, uh, "said cool ponytail." Thanks. I'm just kidding. It sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm expecting very interesting things. I mean, you know, you said. Yeah, you know, before the last season that you know they were kind of jumping the shark a little bit, but I gotta tell you, I think you were wrong. It just Maybe, keeps getting know, better and better. It it is getting better. Um, you know, I just I really don't like the disappointing endings like to season two, though. I hated the way that one ended. Of course, I hate that scene with Miguel falling over the railing. I fucking hate it. It's but that set up the recovery in season three, which was yeah. Very compelling. Yeah. Sometimes the TV show's got to set up a kind of cliffhanger ending. I, Walking Dead did it a million times. Oh, God. I don't know. When I look back on that, who who did Negan kill? I'm sorry. It just, they were trying to outdo uh, who shot JR. Yeah. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, they did actually outdo who shot jr no they didn't no they didn't i i think they did because it didn't get near the ratings no but at the same time 
there wasn't nearly as many options for viewing as there was back in what 1983. But of course, uh, then again, you, you had somebody with a with like an Einstein chart, and it, and it says and it said Walking Dead fans trying to figure out who Negan killed. I I thought that was the most brilliant introduction for a character that kept everybody talking from the end of one season to the beginning of another. I thought that was brilliant. And then they kept you talk waiting and talking till the end of the season premiere. Yeah. They didn't they didn't jump right into that shit at all. I thought that was brilliant television because it kept your ass on the edge of your seat all the way through the season finale and all the way through the series the season premiere so anyway but back to cobra kai now there is a scene with daniel with a shiner my question is who do we think did it and i okay so i that, that no i'm sorry that's uh that's a training accident, I guarantee it. Maybe, who knows? But uh, it looks there's a scene, part of that scene in there. It looks like uh, Daniel and and Silver are getting ready to go at it. But at the same time, but I think Mike Barnes might be hiding behind door number two. Well, and that's great, he, but that's called assault. Oh shit! I'm. These are adults that run businesses and all that, and he's trying to shut them down. Don't you think for a second, if he wound up with a black eye, he wouldn't just fucking call the cops? Now, if it was Johnny, like when he got his ass kicked by Terry, yeah, Johnny's not going to call the cops. Daniel is, you know, a successful, savvy businessman. He'd go, well, great, now I got your ass. Bye. That's another thing too is uh, uh, there a lot of fans are predicting that uh, Terry Silver is going to get sick and tired of Daniel trying to shut down Cobra Kai that he's going to target Larusso Otto. And I kind of hope they don't do that because uh, who it's knows? Kind of been done already. Oh uh, yeah, just by putting a, a snake in the place, but. Uh, you know, no, I mean, the whole reason he had to go to Okinawa and all that shit was because he was losing his contracts. And but, that's, you know, where he reconnected with the little girl he saved and she happened to work for the car company and all that crap. But we've also, last time we talked about this too, we talked about uh, Terry Silver talking things over possibly with Tom Cole. Hmm. That, that you can't rule that out as a possibility. No, I mean I can certainly see you know him sinking. You know if he's supposedly this you know big millionaire and all that sinking a little money into the competition. So yes, but I mean they've already gone that route once. They'd have to really make it compelling to do it again. Yeah, I just don't see them going out there, you know, a bunch of Cobra Kai students go to Daniel LaRusso and start smashing up the cars. You know, obviously that's going to land them all in jail. 
And then again, trying to, you know, using your money and your influence. They did that once, you know, with the distributors not sending cars for them to be able to sell and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, I mean, if they're, I have no doubt they're probably going to try to do it. I just hope they, you know, do it in a new and interesting way. And then, of course, uh, you also have Johnny as an Uber driver now. <laughs> you know, got to make money somehow, right? One star because the car smelled like beer. Got to have those banquets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he loves he loves his banquets. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Uh, they're not bad, but I prefer Coors Light, but. Uh, you know, it depends on the setting for me. If it's, you know, sitting around the house and it's, you know, moderately, you know, nice weather and all that, then I'm going to go with the banquet. If I'm, you know, outside and grilling and it's hot outside, then I'm going to go with the lights. Now, uh, other things that are, uh, notable too, is, uh, we see, we see people, uh, at uh, at each dojo um first off um yeah terry silvers just he wasn't he wasn't just targeting miyagi door or eagle fang he it looks like he's also going to buy out topanga karate so i think he's looking he's looking to wipe out all competition and monopolize karate in the valley yeah that part of the storyline still doesn't really make sense is you know, other than just a power play, because there's not really money in karate dojos. Now, if you market it just right, anything can happen. But but for a for a moderately successful business, sure. But this is a guy that's supposedly a millionaire that's you know making his money in stocks and real estate and all that kind of shit that has a personal chef that's gonna make him breakfast. No, that's not a business model. <laughs> but I'm sure they're going to explain it away that it's you know it's personal to him. That's why he's doing it. Yeah. And that that'll make sense. It's just, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, for example, I'm not saying you know he's like you know Elon Musk in this show, but uh, he's you know certainly somebody that is just outside the Fortune 500 you know top list every year. You know, he's one of those guys. He, you saw his little party. Everybody's, you know, eating the the nice hors d'oeuvres that you know, uh, Crease never heard of, and the drinks that Crease never heard of, and all that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need, you know, a Southern California karate franchise to make him any money at all. In fact. The only reason it would make sense for him financially would be for 
that chain of karate studios to lose money so he can write it off on his taxes. Damn. It, it, the only reason it makes sense really is it's personal for him. But, uh, but I also don't understand why it's personal for him. They never really got into that. I mean, yeah, I know the whole flashbacks to Vietnam and all that kind of stuff. But why is it so personal to him now? Crease is out of the way. That was kind of his, you know, mentality was I got to get rid of Crease just because I need this shit out of my life. But now Crease is out of the way. Why are you a millionaire focused so much on this dojo? I I want to understand why that is. But and I hope they explain that. Anyway, uh, so the date is actually set uh, for just just uh, two weeks away, September 9th. Stephen, I hate to say it, but we are out of time. But uh, of course, uh, you'll be back. We'll have we'll have more of the Steve solution next week. And, then, and no, then in two weeks, we've got a Cobra Kai review. Yes. So if I'm looking forward to that. Get, get a hold of you. The number is 732. Yo, bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, Stephen, have a, have a good one. And uh, we're out of here. Peace out. And ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. On tap for next week is yet to be determined. Going to end the show with a little comedy for you. Yes, indeed. This is the Merkins with KWA, which means Killers with Attitudes. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio. I'll be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. You are now about to witness the strength of sleep knowledge. Springwood, Crispy King Killer named Frank Crew From the gang called Killers with Attitudes When you doze off, I gotta show off Dreaming deeper and the kitties getting killed off Nancy though doesn't mess with me If you sleep, I'm gonna murder you with your dreams Cut your ass, that's how you bleed now For the teen dream warriors, it's crashing out Never start the slaughter, I got the number Slice them and dice them in the gut like Rambo Going off on a L Street, I like that With a glove, that's pointed at your ass So go ahead Snooze. Ain't no stopping when I'm down for a slash move Here's a murder rap to keep you sleeping I'm burnt, bitch, a straight dream demon Shiny razor glove is the tool Damn right I killed the kids by the pool Me and you can go toe-to-toe tread lightly I'm scaring kitties out the bed nightly Yo, weekly, monthly, or yearly So these dumb little piggies still fear me That I'm down with a capital MST Bitch, you can't run from me So when I'm in your neighborhood, you better duck Cause Fred Crew is scariest Stay awake, believe me I'm good Cause when I come back, boy I'm coming straight out of Springwood 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 Yo, mama
mama's boy. You're up next. Tell him where you're from. Straight out the campsite. Another crazy mass killer. More things I took. Yo, my rep gets bigger. I'm a bad mother lover and you know this. But the lazy cap counselors didn't know this. So I'ma chop them all up. I'm taking my stabs. Hot with the weapons. Attacking the kids. Just like murdering. The definition is slashing. And when I rip up my arm, it's called snatching. Stab another camper in a minute. I'm out in yellow sleeping bag. And throw you in it. If I'm down below when you can't roll, I'ma kill you, Alice, on that dirty ass boat. You're probably great or scared like a bitch is supposed to. See, boss, blood high. I'll expose you to an 80s mother lover from the lake. Her dudes is a kid, now I'm tearing up shit. Dr. J, slaps are always graphic. I'm just a dumb mother lover that wreaks havoc. In the wrong hands, I gotta cut up myself that one time. I put an ass off the show. I'm eternally slashing them, and that's a fact. J-A-S-O-N with a mask. See, cause I'm the mother loving villain. The definition is clear, you're the witness of a killer. I can't go late without a clue. You mess with my mama, your ass is through. You hear me coming right? Cause a killer like Jay is never gonna die straight out the campsite. Straight out the campsite. Penny is his name and the clown's coming. Straight out of dairy. In the sewer, I'll pursue you, the junior. To make your brother think I love him. Carnivorous children love a raising hell. When the flame's hot, my legs fail. See, no bad out of luck, huh? That's the problem. I see you running yellow, stop it, done. Got him, cause I'm smart, late, low, police scour. And when I see a kid pass, I devour. To me, they taste yummy. All the news showing children die, but don't know where the hell they go and sail broken. Looking for the one they call Georgie. But newsflash, yeah, he was tasty, shapeshift. Never seen like a shadow in the dark, but when I make them float, they'll never get over the devastation. Still hear the screams of the ones I killed last generation. Kill a little bunch of kids and I'm flexing I'll leave a memory, no one will be forgetting So what about the kids that just got don't bother You think I give a damn about a bill I hate his brother This is the autobiography of the P And if you have a fear of me, you'll get taken By a scary old clown who will murder Kids find me scary Straight out of dairy Hey everyone, Bad Billy here Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than fresh-baked tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from fresh-baked tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better. Get the best night's sleep in the whole wide world and more with MyPillow, pillows, and other products. Are you and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency? Visit MyPatriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. Check out 
about We the People holsters made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. The Tactical Brotherhood is veteran-owned, and the gear and other products they sell are all American-made. A portion of your purchases go to support organizations for veterans. At ConcealedCarry.com, find news, get firearm instruction, and buy accessories and apparel. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. We are proudly sponsored by One of a Kind Art 43, created by professional artist Tammy Blackman. Tammy offers free consultations and will customize your art piece to fit your needs. Each of her pieces are, as the name suggests, is one of a kind because each are personalized pieces and once she is done, there will never be another. If you are interested, go visit Tammy on her social media pages, Facebook and TikTok by searching One of a Kind Art 43, where Tammy broadcasts her work and she's making custom tumblers or canvas art for another satisfied customer. You can always reach out to Tammy through her email at oneofakindart43 at gmail.com or call 409-234-5156. Although the prices vary, the quality is unmatched. Again, her social media pages are one of a kind with underscores between each word, followed by the word art and the number 43. Thank you again, Tammy, for another presence on this show. Pancakes. Hot, fluffy, delicious pancakes smothered in butter and warm maple syrup. Growing up in foster care, Terrence Williams always dreamed about big family gatherings around the breakfast table with Grandma in the kitchen, cooking up a big family breakfast. As a kid, he could almost smell that intoxicating aroma of those delicious hot and fluffy pancakes. As an adult, he has cultivated his love for cooking and his passion for food into his line of Cousin T's pancake mixes. I'm talking gourmet pancakes here. Go to CousinTees.com. Browse all the pancake choices, including buttermilk, apple cinnamon, blueberry, and various limited edition pancake mixes. Show the world how much you love Cousin T's pancakes with Cousin T's apparel and drinkware. Go to CousinTees.com. C-O-U-S-I-N-T-S.com. Cousin T's, y'all, the best pancakes you have ever had. You can't count for these pancakes. Get yours today. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy, the one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. 
visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Thank you.